0: We are learning daf pei ches, we're starting from the two dots, chasmu Eden barusha daf, a few lines down here. Uh, we're analyzing the part of the Mishnah where the, the Mishnah was emphasizing Eden have to sign on the bottom of the get. If they sign on the top of the get or the side of the get, so then the get is not going to be good. So the Gemara says, imi, is this true, that if the witness signs on the side of the get, then it's no good. Rav used to do this, Rav would sign his signature from the text of a star. so we see that that is okay. So the Gemara says back, no. Halsemishagaro off There, the top of the signature was facing the text of the document. So the point was that it was he was alluding that I was signing on that thing. Whereas the Mishnah, which was saying on the side is no good, is where the signature is facing away from the text, and there, where concerned that maybe there was another text that was written. Above the signature at one point, and then it was then you know cut off, and then put the signature the signature was put next to the side of this of the writing where it currently is, so the case where we 're saying that the sign the the signing is no good is where it 's facing away from the job the case where we 're saying that Rob would sign and it is valid is where. The roof of the Rav Sinjur was facing the text. So the Gemara says that conclusion can't be correct because El Hazikthani, this that it said in the Mishnah, someone attached attach the top of one get to the top of another get, read, and the witnesses are signing in between the two two, and they're both possible. So, why is that? One of them, the signatures be facing the top. That's why I'm an hour clock pick. So, why don't we see which one of the get the roofs of the signatures are facing the sovelist gosh? And then it should be good. In other words, if you say not like what we just said, and then you'd rather you'd say a signature has to, by definition, always be on the bottom of the text, then everything would be good. If there are two tops of the G- Tops of the get are aligned one to another, and the signatures are between them, so then it's not going to be good. But if you say that from the side, it could be okay, like we see in the, in the case of Rob, it could be okay if the, whatever, wherever the roof of the signature is pointing towards, it would be okay. So then why don't we see if the two tops of the gate are brought, brought next to one another? Why don't we see which signature, um, if the, the, it is, which get the signature is facing towards, and that one should be good. So the more answers, they were talking about If the signatures are like a bolt, what does it mean it's like a bolt? If you have a bolt of a door, so it goes across the doorway, going the opposite direction of the doorpost. So the idea is that that exactly is what's going on. You have the two Gittin running one way, and then perpendicular to that is the is the signature. So the point is, it's not facing towards either one. It's kind of facing away from both. It's perpendicular to the Gittin, and therefore that's not apparent that the signatures are going to either, either gap. But really what we, what we said before with Rob was correct, that if a signature from the side is facing towards the, 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 text of the get, then it, in fact, it would be okay. It says the Gemara can't be such a case, because Ihachi, if we're talking about that the signatures are perpendicular to the two get, and Seifa, but then the end of the mission, the tiny Rosh is beside Shazen, if the top of this get is attached to the end of the other get, and the Edom are between them, the get that the signatures are read at the end of it is Kasher. So what's the case? If the case would be like the ratio, the ivra that it's running perpendicular, so then it's not reading next to either one. Lava Hadika Mikri. Lava Hadika Mikri. It's not being read together with either get. What does the mission mean? The one that the, the get that the signatures are read with are valid. LMI. It has to be talking about that it's not perpendicular, but it's at the bottom of one, and it's at the top of one or the bottom of the other, and the one that it's at the bottom of is good. So now, assuming that it's like that in the ratio also, I have two tops of the get that are next to one another, and we're saying that both of them are possible, that brings back our question. If it's true that it doesn't necessarily have to be on the bottom and it's kosher just, if you can tell which, 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 which document the signature is meant to be facing, like we indicated from the case of Rafa, which sign, Minat and we're saying it was good because the signature was facing towards it. So then when the two tops of the getting are get next to one another, then it, one of them should be good, whichever one it's facing. And again, we've rejected saying that we're talking about that the signatures were perpendicular. So the more answers, you're right. We've made a mistake. Really, the mission of what I was saying is correct, is that ADIS always has, has to be on the bottom. It doesn't help if it's facing. I, what does it mean? How can we say that? Didn't Rav sign on the side? The answer is, Rather, Rav was signing just some random diskey, like a court summons, meaning it wasn't an actual shah, it wasn't an actual document. He was just signing on a court summons, and uh, that's where he would do it in that way. That's the case where he was he was okay signing um, from the side, but any real valid star in Al-Khanami, The only way for a star to be absolutely valid would it be for would it be if it was signed on the bottom? Okay, then we continue. The next case in the mission was ksav sofer of aid. So we have one witness and we have the ksav of the sofer, the writing of the sofer. So one shot, the simple shot is that the writing itself is good, um, as if it's one aid, as if it's testimony that that there was the the das that the husband committed to writing. Uh, t- committed to writing the get. And then an additional <laughs> witnesses, like you have two witnesses. However, the Kumar says, I'm a Khassam. So for Shinyu, no, it has to be the actual signature that we need the signature from the, um, from the, from the scribe. It's not the, the handwriting itself, but rather the signature. So in effect, you do have two edim. Now that's a chiddish because now you see that we're allowing the scribe to sign. You really need witnesses, but we're allowing the scribe to also sign. And remember, this brings back stuff that we've learned before, that why aren't we concerned that maybe the husband would appoint uh, an agent to tell the sofa to write and other people to sign. Maybe the husband didn't want the sofa to sign. He wanted other people to sign. But the agent is going to feel too bad for the sofa that he's being invited only to write and not to sign because it looks pretty bad. It's as if we don't trust him to be a witness. And he'll just go, oh, by the way, the husband told you to sign when the husband really didn't tell him to sign. So why aren't we concerned for this possibility now that we see the Mishnah is allowing the scribe to sign? The answer is, we're going like from the Remember, we saw this a few times that a, a, a husband can never communicate through through an agent that he should go tell other people to write or other people to sign. That's not a valid way of communicating the husband's wishes. He's got to actually tell the scribe or the agent themselves personally. The husband's got to tell them. So therefore, we're not concerned for anything bad happening. Says It says, There was once a... <laughs> in writing came in front of a vo, and we wanted to verify his signatures the other by and they recognized the the text, meaning they recognized the scribe's handwriting and they recognized the signature of one witness, but they couldn't recognize the second witness, so the question is you got one witness and you got the handwriting of the scribe, so perhaps that's good enough, so several. Rabbi thought that it could be valid because you've got the handwriting of the scribe itself should be like one and together with another witness. So it's like two of the Bimur. He said, no, the Mishra never allowed the handwriting together with another witness. You needed the signing of the scribe together with the other witness. And since we don't have that, the second signature, um, since, since we, don't, we don't have that in that case, therefore, it wouldn't be good enough. Okay, then the Mishra wrote, If you're just writing in the get the, the surname. So the idea of writing the surname is like a family name. And it's not like, you know, today we have family names. It's more like there's like an ancestor who had a name that that then became known as the whole family's name. So We say you could use a family's name, by getting but it means 10 generations have passed. Meaning, if let's say someone very important was in the family of an ancestor. So that could, you know, let's say call them the Reuven family. He was such an important person, Ruven. So for ten generations after Ruven's death, so we're saying that, that can it can pass on that you know his legacy was so great for this family that it's the Ruven family for ten generations, but not for longer than that. Rabbi Shiman it's only no for three generations. whose opinion did like? It says, says, again. it's only for three generations. What's the Pasuk where we get this idea that it's only three generations? The pasuk says, You're going to have children and children, grandchildren, and then you'll become old. So, this is talking about, you know, it's when Kla Yisrael is going to be in Eretz Israel so after a while, they're going to be doing Avodah Zarah, Hashem will punish them. So, homiletically, we're saying that after the generation of the grandchildren, which is the third generation, then Menoshantim, then you become old, like you're going to become lost and old, that no longer is the name remembered. So, this is a homiletical interpretation that you see that it's for three generations that it works. It says, There were seven royal families. Who had done Avodah Zarah in Eretz Yisrael? these are the families: Ravam ben Nevaat, Ubashav ben Achia, Achav Amri, Yeo ben Nim ben Nimshi, Pekach ben Reu, Menachem ben Gadi, Vosheah ben Vosheah ben Allah. So, if you see over here, the common theme is that these were all Malchi Yisrael. The Abba split Malchi Yisrael and Malch Yehuda, and these bad ones, most of them, were from the Malchi Yisrael. Shenemaritz, it says in the pasuk the one who had given birth to seven is now desolate. Her spirit is messed up. the has while still she's embarrassed and ashamed." So we're saying, basically, Eretz Israel has seven uh, families of so all Amar So this is basically the pasuk saying you have children and grandchildren there in the. Uh, you're gonna have children, grandchildren, grandchildren in to Yisrael, and then they they're gonna be doing avodah zarah, and then they're, they're gonna the get they're going to get uh destroyed. Okay, continues the Gemara. Now, just one of them we mentioned was 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 Hosea. So we mentioned I'm believe Rav Kahana, Rav Asif, Rav Sibba, BeHosea, Benalla. It says about Yeshua Benalla, by also Rav Nei Hashem. He was bad. Rakloch Ma'Israel. He wasn't as bad as other Malchus Israel. So he was bad, but not as bad. Hosea was the pasuk say, "Allahu Lasham Nasar." That that there came up. Shamnaser, uh, the king of king of Ashur, and and they they destroy the land. So it seems like he was the punishment in the times of Oshea was really bad. But the irony is that he, he himself personally wasn't as bad as other Mah Israel. So what's the shot in such a thing? Why would worse destruction happen in the time of a who himself wasn't as bad? Rav explained. So there were roadblocks that the king Yeravam placed on the on the sides of, on the roads in order to block the Jews and his kingdom from going to Yerushalayim Borego, right? Rather, Yeruvan was trying to kind of form his own in HaMikdash, his own holiday. So he put these roadblocks to, to stop people from being Olo Larego. So those roadblocks that Yeruvan placed in order to stop Klai from being Ola Larego, Bo Hoshea of came and he removed them. Ba'av Pekin, even though the obstacles were removed, Lo the Jews still didn't go Olo Larego. So now, even though he's not as bad, he's trying to do the right thing, but in a way, it's the most incriminating thing because once he removes them, Kalei Yisrael is still not going. Amar Kallosh Baruch the said, So therefore, all was because of those years during Hosea's reign, when even though they had a chance, Kalei still didn't go to Yishalayim, Yehochel therefore they should go in captive. What's the meaning of the Passover? <laughs> Hashem brought the bad things quickly, Vayavayla he brought upon us. Why? Why did he bring us... Punishment so quickly, because Hashem is so righteous. So what's the Psalm? Because since Hashem is such a Psalm, therefore, therefore Hashem brought the, the calamity upon us quickly, it, it seems like the opposite. Like Hashem bringing the calamity upon us quickly is, is hurting us. Allah, the Psalm is like this. Hashem did something very good. He sent out the gulls of Tzidkiyah. Is at the end of the first base I make this one, it was being destroyed. So there were a couple, a couple stages here. So at first there was an exile, of Khanyah, and then eleven years later. That's when Sitkya was sent into Gala. So was two stages. So by the time that the end was being sent away, to the Gala Sitkya died in The exile from Ychanya was still alive in Babel, meaning there was an overlap that the people, when they were being sent out in exile to Babel, they were still able to meet the great people from the exile of Yachanya. Who were the great people from the exile of Yachanya, like great Hamid Chachamim. As it says in the Pasuk, Hakharish Ramaskir Allah? that the Kharash and the Maskar, which literally means craftsmen and gatekeepers, they were 1,000. But we homiletically explained that these were typically Kharash. It means Sheshul and Kharash. when they would start tar- talking Torah, everyone around them would become like a deaf mute because of their greatness. And Torah, everyone wanted to listen. And Maskar, what does it mean, Maskar? Kiv and because once they closed the discussion, they they finished discussing a topic, shuvin post him. nobody else would dare open and discuss it because they had the final say. So how many people were there? Aleph, there was a 1,000. So there was an overlap. That was the amazing staka that the Eishra made. Golat Sitka would go to bubble, and they would meet these Kharashan Masker from Golas Yechania. Ula Amar, another pshat that Hashem helped by making it quicker. He made the exile two years earlier than the Pasuk V'noshantim. The, the Gematra V'noshantim is 852. And if they would have been destroyed, they would have stayed 152 years in Eretz Yisrael before the, the exile, then they would have been totally destroyed, as the Pasuk says, that they would have been destroyed. However, Hashem did its tzedakah. He made it uh, two years early, and therefore uh, the punishment, the, the worst destruction didn't come. that What is a quick Something quick to the Abishjah, Hashem is obviously above time, but the concept is 852 years, because it says you're going to be avarot hey, you'll be quickly destroyed. So we're saying that the avarot zar that was present already from the very beginning, in the very beginning when Klai Yisrael went to Eretz Yisrael, the, 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 the avarot zar was present right away. And yet, uh, it's really, eight, we're saying the gamash of Nishantim is 852. So we see that relative to the Evishtar, the quickly is 852. Okay, so now we continue the next sugi over here is that there there are times where we will compel a husband to divorce his wife where he's to divorce his wife. There are times a husband might not do what he wants to do and the court might have to get involved and um, compel him to do so. So the Mishnah says get So if you have a get which is done by force. Now, again, it's force, but then eventually he says, yes, yeah. so we, we use force, but then he says, yes, yeah. so if such a thing be Israel, if it's done by a Jewish court, if the husband eventually agrees, then Kasha, it's a good get. So if, it's, if the coercion was done by a Geisha court, then it's not It's not Kasha. <clears throat> but nonetheless, even in a Geisha court, um, if they would do it at representing a Jewish court, if they don't say, "Okay, we're forcing you to divorce," but they're saying, "You have to do what the Jewish court is telling you to do," then the get the, would be kosher because then there's are of the Jewish court. So even though you know it's not a literal shliach, a can't be a but it means it's represented if it, 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 The Jew is. Is is acquiescing again to what the Jewish court is saying, not what the Gaish court is going. So if the Gaish court is doing it for themselves, so then then it's not a good get. But if they are doing representing the what the Jewish court wants him to do, so then it is a good get. So now the Gemara gets into <coughs> this discussion here about a get that is forced. <speaking in Hebrew> a get that was forced by, by Jewish court. Kedin, <speaking> <Hebrew> if it was according to the halacha kasher, then it's kasher. I mean, according to the halacha means with halacha required the husband to divorce his wife. I'd say she became, you know, usher to her husband or something like that. So that's very clear. That's kedin then But if it wasn't with the halacha, then possible, the get is no good, and the woman can't remarry. So even though he ended up saying yes, <coughs> but he said yes under uh, un- under false pretenses that he was forced. When really he, he the Allah, was against Allah. So the get is not valid. The woman's not allowed to remarry. Nonetheless, posel, that get puzzles her from ever marrying a coin. This is the den of Reach get. Reach get means that even if a get is not kosher, but it smells like a get, so then a woman can marry a coin in the future. So even though it's not a good get because it was not in accordance with Torah law that she was forced, nonetheless, that he was forced, but we say still that that in the future, She's not allowed to marry a coin. That's all by a Jewish court. If it's a get that was forced by a Ga'ish court, so kiddin. If it was done in accordance with Jewish with halacha, meaning he, that the husband taka was included the divorce. So what's the din? Posel. It's true that the get is invalid; She can't remarry. Uposel. But it disqualifies her from marrying a coin in the future. But if it was shalokidin, if the Ga'ish court compelled compelled him to do it, and it wasn't in accordance with Jewish halacha, it doesn't even the din of reichah get. So it's interesting. Let's just make a summary here of what the, what, what, what the Amor, Amor said before we go forward. We're basically saying that a Jewish court is a level higher than a Gaisha court. So if a Jewish court forces him kiddin, it's a Kasher get. If a Gaishkin forces him kiddin, it's, it's a Possel get. However, we're saying that there's a, there's an interesting chelik. If the gaish court forces him kedin, then it's a postal, but it still passes her from marrying from marrying a coin. But if the gaish court forces her but forces him shaloh kedin, then it doesn't even have riach again. So the gemara tries to understand the difference. Manavshach. If you hold that ga'im are able to compel Jews to to follow their laws. So then when a Gaish court forces it, it should even be kosher. If it's done, why is it different than a Jewish court? What are you going to say? That maybe the Ga- the Gaim are not able halakhically to force, to compel Jews to, to abide by their laws, and therefore that's why it's not kasher. Why does the get disqualify from marrying a coin? If we're saying that it's not a divorce because ga'im are not peop, are not are not people who can, who can compel Jews to do halakha. So then, what's the shot that apostles are from marrying a kohen? So the Gemara tries to explain initially. A guy, even if it's done by a guy's korda, could be a kasher get when it forces him to do it, even though it's done by ga'im. What was the reason that they said she can't get remarried? We don't want. Be a bad system. A woman to go attach herself to a guy, and then and then the guy will violently threaten and, and 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 harm her husband, and then that's how she'll get out of being connected to her husband. So the Rabbanan therefore said that any divorce which was coerced by a guy is not going to be good. To make sure that the women aren't going and removing herself from the control of her husband by attaching herself to a guy. But midar so it would be good by Torah law, and that's the reason that we're saying. That it passes her from marrying a Kohen, it's only Midar Abbanon that she's not allowed to remarry. It says the Gemara Yihachi if that's really what's going on, that really, Iker Adin by Midar Isa, everything that the Gaish courts does is really binding. It's just Midar she shouldn't get remarried. So then, why is there a hell between a Jewish court and a Gai'ish court in regard to Shalok HaDin? In a case where they do it not in accordance with the law, why are we making why are we saying there's a difference between a Jewish court and a Gaish court? By a Jewish court, we said that even when Shalokedin, what did we say, apostle from marrying a coin? So why did we say by a Gaish court Shalokedin Aviyul Re'echa getting Bo? Why even Israel, Why is it any different than when a Jewish court uh, does something not Alpi and forces enforcing to get divorced, where we said that it does apostle kudam misunami, Navigla apostle should apostle from marrying a coin? So if a Gaish court midoraisa is at the same exact level as a Jewish court and just when a Jewish court forces Shiloh kaden a positive for marrying a coin so a Gaish court should also do that Must be that fundamentally a Gaish court does not have as much power as a Jewish court Unlike what we just said so the Gemara therefore concludes Ella rather Ramachashur Badusi Ramachashur was saying is wrong a Gaish a court for forcing is Midaraisa No good Mam is the opposite. What a Gai'ish court does, Midar Aisa, fundamentally, is no good. And that's why that we can understand why shaloch Hadin, the Rabbanu, didn't even make any xeris. What's the reason of a time of my? Why is it that if they do a Kadin, it disqualifies her from even marrying a coin, if really fundamentally it's not there? The answer is Kadin, The idea is that we're all, it's all a protection. it's all a decree out to a case where a Jewish court would do it. So we make one decree, but not, but not two. So if it was the Gai'ish court did Kadin, so where goes there out to a case where, where a Jewish court would do it. However if we're not, where it's done we don't go so far to be gozer. That would be called gzer So basically, we're coming out. Really, the only case of a valid. Get is when a Jewish court forces and is kadin. Then it's a valid get. Everything else is not really valid by a Jewish court. Shalokadin, We were goes or we say she can't marry a Cohen because to protect shalok kadin, atu kadin. By a Gaisha court, where fundamentally it's never valid. So when it's done kadin, we protect to a Jewish court kadin. But a, G- a Gaisha court shalokadin, it would be exera exera to answer a Kohen, and therefore she isn't answer. So in conclusion, the only valid get that is forced is a Jewish court kadin. Mit Rabbanan they extended it to a Jewish court Shalokadin. That, that, that she's possible, and they also extended that a guy record kadin is also Lukuna, but nothing else. A Gai record Shalo Khadin, she is it doesn't even have the scent of a get. Now the gemara tries to move on to how this impacts the people practically in Bava. So the Gemara continues. Mm-hmm. He was sitting and he was forcing a husband to give a get. It was a case where he had to, and um and, and Rav Yosef was forcing him. So I believe Rabbi said, We don't have smicha. We're regular people. If it's a not of we don't have a power of a court. You find gatherings of Gaim as judges, even though their laws, their secular law, might be identical to the way Jewish law would be. You're not allowed to give your judgment to Gaisha courts. Very fascinating. Halacha, not to go to the Gaisha court. These are the judgments that Moshe put before them in front of this so what did we learn? Lifting him in front of Jewish judges, you're not allowed to put the judgment in front of guy. Another child lifting him in front of these judges. They had smicha, a not Before judges who were not ordained. So how could Rav Yosef? He didn't have smicha. So it was only in Eretz in Israel. How could they force a husband to divorce divorce a wife when the brides are saying that we don't have the power of Basin? If we don't have the power of Basin, how do we do it? So, Amaleya, Nashikhosayukav, Dina, a very interesting idea that, that basically the Bnei Eretz Israel, who does have the power of the court, they represent us to act as their agents. They authorize us to act on their behalf. Fascinating idea. So, we're not doing it as if we're our own independent court. We are. Um, representing the court of israel where do we see such a concept just like we do in a case of admission and loans this is the thing that even though really you need uh, people who have smicha real ba- real based ins but the Rabbanan said that for loans and for um, admissions we want to make sure we're encouraging the lending system so therefore we said that even the people in Bavo are allowed to judge it and the idea will be again that they are representing the court in Eretz Israel if that's the way it works what about Theft and personal injury, how come we don't judge that in Bavos? As the Gemara, when do we do it? When do we represent the court of Israel? But most of the Shrikha, only things that are common, loans or divorces, stuff like that. But most of the low like theft or personal injury, there we're not able to carry out there and represent the people in Israel. That we have to let only the courts in Israel deal with. Here in Bavos, we don't deal with that.